you are listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops with Vlad the Impeller and Silicon Steve Valley. And now, here is Silicon Steve Valley and Vlad the Impaler. Vlad on the Impaler on yeah. the other side. This is Silicon Steve Alley. Vlad, how are you feeling? You took a spill this week. Are you feeling okay? You want to tell everybody what happened? I'll tell everybody what happened. Um, basically, I was the genius that decided to go and remove his garbage can from his driveway after it was garbage night. And while doing so, uh, my foot hit a small patch of ice, it seems. And I fell backwards and slammed my head against the uh, concrete of the sidewalk, which left me with a gorgeous tennis ball-shaped bump on the back of my head. And, uh, you know, I know that Mick Foley likes to throw around the term hardcore, even John Moxley does, and I'd like to think that I could be mentioned in the same breath with these guys. But I literally blacked out. And uh, I and I'll tell you this uh, firsthand, as I saw black, if you will, um, what I do recall is hearing some sort of inner monologue, some sort of voice that said to me, and this is, I quote, wake the fuck up. And then all of a sudden my eyes opened up Was that and there? I realized was I was on the ground. Um, about 30 feet away was my beautiful wife and, uh, she didn't realize she thought I was already in the car, not realizing I went to go get it. And she was like busy packing the trunk real quick. And then I called for her and then she came over and she like checked on me, and went to help me. But then the next thing you know, um, while we were walking towards the truck, once again, basically, uh, I evidently asked her the same question five times in a row, not realizing nor having a point of reference that I had asked those questions. So you probably did you have a concussion? Did they figure that out? Oh, that's another story for another day. Uh, they never figured it out. The um, the emergency room stay that I had was not necessarily there with care. I would rec- would uh, say. And I would just say there was a hefty dollar figure attached to it since we just started up the new year and I'm working off of this new deductible. So to, to, to cut to the chase, they literally, I was there for about seven hours. It took up until about hour four until my vitals were actually checked. Jesus Christ. Hell, you could have gone to Canada and been fine. You don't have to pay anything for crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would have been. You know, honestly, the check, the the bill's over a thousand dollars. So I thought to myself, I got to flown to a socialized country and gotten it uh, dealt with uh, cheaper, and I actually gotten a vacation out of it. What was a worse bump on the head? Was that the spill the other night, or was it when Silicon Steve Alley absolutely hit Vlad the Impaler one half helter skelter with one uh, of the best DDTs uh, in the history of, of yeah, the sport? That was bad. And actually, you know, it's funny, you came to mind, my foggy and groggy mind that day, because they actually had to give me a CAT scan to go and see. And I was wondering if they were going to pick up on something from that infamous DDT, for which I still have a receipt coming your way. It I might be you like the plague. I will stay. I was staying in Silicon Valley. I will never come to the East Coast again. Yeah, but yeah, I was waiting for them to say, "Hey, uh, yeah, this uh, bump is like outside of your skull." But then there's this thing on the top of your head, and it looks like you took a a, a forceful DDT 
with a stiff worker of some sort. You're lucky you didn't get a short arm clothesline with that, buddy. You better watch yourself before Silicon Steve Alley comes out of retirement. I train with the great Samu and uh, Ace Austin. So watch That's out. That's amazing. Let's get in. We had a very, 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 very eventful week since the last yes. time we spoke. Certainly did. And we're going to get them. Uh, let's get into it. We'll start with the Elimination Chamber. And we can certainly go into the records. I got Drew McIntyre, right? Yep. I also got Edge making his decision, right? If you want to count that, but you don't have to. At least bonus points. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I counted for you, I'd count it for me too. Yeah, but I said it first. Oh, it's kind of like whammy and pressure luck where I ha- I got it. So I get the three points. You might get one point. One of those deals. So I was, if I was, so because I was courteous and allowed you to speak when not interjecting my thoughts immediately, that's being used against me, but carry on. I understand. Well, no, I mean, we both thought edge was going to do it. So it's not like it's, yeah. So it's not like that. that was that's even, um, yeah, we're even Steven there. Yeah. Yeah. But I did pick McIntyre where you picked Seamus. Uh, I picked Roman Reigns to win. You picked Roman Reigns to win. We both got the SmackDown elimination chamber wrong. I went Cesaro. You went with, oh, you went with Cesaro as well. So yeah. that would put us. We That was weird. Kind of weird booking there. My two cents. Yeah, let's go into that. I just want to make it very clear that I did gain a game on you. And now I am in a one game to lead, one game lead. You see the graphic right there. Oh, that's beautiful. So I got a one game lead going into revolution. So there we go. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, I don't know when the cutoff is for this, but I do expect to win. Do you like these new graphics? Oh, they're awesome. Look at this. Look at this. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. That was cool, man. I love that. Yeah. I got a lot of tricks up my sleeve. So eliminate, let's go into elimination chamber. They did have the elimination chamber. For SmackDown, open the show, which I thought was a good open because I actually was really excited because I thought the best wrestlers were in this elimination chamber. I mean, you talk about Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, and uh, all the rest of them that were in there, including Jey Uso, Kevin Owens. Yep. Um, so I was super excited and very excited about that, even though at the same time, I wasn't excited overall because I knew Roman Reigns was going to come out right after the match. And yep. get his victory that way. We both called it. We both said it was going to happen. So no big surprise there. None. Great match. Nonetheless, Daniel yep. Bryan gets the win. Um, you said it's weird booking. I don't necessarily. I mean, it's WWE booking. So I, I, I think. That's yeah, yeah. So if it's, it's weird, a, why is it weird to you? Uh, it's just the it's such just such an obvious swerve. It's like, OK, we're going to build up Cesaro like we did with Daniel Bryan. But then instead of having Cesaro win, even though he's had some sort of interactions with Roman Reigns, we're going to have Daniel Bryan win anyways. And, you know, I, I mean, I don't want to spend all night on it. It just it caught me a little bit like surprise. I'm like, you know what? The fans would actually enjoy Cesaro being in that sort of spotlight and actually giving him the chance to go against the head of the table, even if he lost, put on a good match, you know, just allow the guy to shine. Well, they're going to do that with Daniel Bryan. So Daniel Bryan, that what they did was whoever got that would have gotten whoever got that. Now, if you saw this last SmackDown, Daniel Bryan came out and challenged Roman. So it looks like it's going to be Daniel Bryan and Roman at uh, Fastlane. 
So right. Daniel Bryan, so they did it because they figured Daniel Bryan was 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 ready for the main event already. We want Roman to get another more significant victory under his belt going into Edge. So I, I understand yep. that to a certain extent. I think Cesaro is going to go over over Rome, uh, over Rollins over at uh, WrestleMania. That's what. I, so I think Cesaro is going to Cesaro is going to get his big bump. He's going to get a big shot with Seth Rollins, and they're both going to go out there to try to steal the show. And they're going to go. Out could. There, and they very much, and they very much could. I would like their match, and this is what I like about AEW's booking. If they have a high-profile singles match. Okay, this guy gets a shot at this title, or this guy gets a shot at this title. So they're fighting yep. for something opposed to just pride. Because pride, I mean, dude, how many I mean, we've seen people beat up people's parents. We've seen people bang each other's wives in storyline land. Well, you know, make the matches also mean something other than just the titles randomly, because having these guys lose constantly hold your titles, it just makes it stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it should mean something for sure. Um, and honestly, it, it would be a great idea to like have Cesaro go over Rollins and have the chance to go against Reigns after Edge. I mean, I'll be honest, with you, I'm not sure what you're thinking, Edge versus Rain, Roman, but I'm thinking Roman's going to win personally. But um, you know, uh, which would then maybe open the door for Cesaro to get in there after a little bit of a feud with Edge. But, um, yeah, we'll see how it all pans out. I mean, honestly, I, personally, I'd love to see a three, uh, a triple threat match between Roman, Cesaro, and Edge. That would be fantastic, actually, with those three yes. together. I mean, Edge has a lot of a lot of tread on his pelt because he missed all those years. Yep. And in one way, okay, yeah, he missed all those years because of his neck injury, but his neck is pretty much good to go. So he basically missed out on years and years of punishment. And he has a pretty good five years left in him. This is the problem though, is that edge. I don't think he wants to be a full-time wrestler. I do not believe he has a full-time contract. And he has said in an interview that he, if he's going to be the champion, he's going to be there every single week. He's not going to be a part-time champion. So that being said, I think edge loses because I don't think he wants to go back to being full-time. So, yeah, this is going to be a long run for Roman. It's going to take somebody very, very special to beat Roman Reigns, and I don't know who that guy is yet. Yeah, I agree. Not off the top of my head. And and honestly, um, i got to put this. Like, Cesaro has is a, almost a total package uh, in a lot of ways, right, um, as far as his skill in, in the ring. Um, I mean, honestly, technically speaking, I, I mean – like who would you put over him currently at WWE? In WWE, AJ is the only one that would that would be would be the slam dunk. You can now. Make, I'm saying oh, like technically. You know, no, I'm just saying technically. And AJ, I'm saying AJ would be a better wrestler overall. But AJ to me is a high flyer plus a good technical. He's more of a hybrid. He's got that strong. Yeah, style, yeah, vibe. yeah. But, but yeah. Where, where's a why is he Cesaro? It's almost and uh, I don't want to just draw out the name Bret Hart, especially in front of you. But it's like. There, there's a nice um, uh, technical side to him that's just like we haven't seen in quite some time. Yeah, he's got the – he's very reminiscent. He's like a bigger, stronger Zack Sabre Jr., and if you're familiar with him. Yeah, yeah. 
He's dead. Yep. He's, and he's more athletic than Zach Saber Jr. I mean, he's better than yep. Jack Saber Jack Saber Jr. in every way, except for promos. I love Zach because he's just hilarious. Mm. He's just a, yeah, and, and and that's actually where I was going to say Cesaro um, might need a, a little bit more help getting a little bit over further on on the promos. I mean, back in the day when he had Heyman with him, I thought, oh man, this is this is going to be good, but. They cut that sort of short. Yeah, but, he was with Kurt Henning's kid, though, and that's not really. He wasn't. Joe Henning wasn't really. Good, yeah, yeah, so. I, yeah. No offense to him, I, I like him. I, no. you know, I like. I liked him. He entertained me, but he yeah. wasn't. He and Cesaro, but it was at the time before Cesaro really made a big name for himself. But Cesaro has had an extraordinary career. Never a world champion, but I think he's held every other. I don't know if he's been an Intercontinental champion either, but I know he's been a U.S. champion a few times, and he's had at least four or five tag team championship partners. I mean, he's got to be up there with most tag team title reigns, which you wouldn't think so. And everyone always complains, "Oh, how come Cesaro hasn't gotten a chance?" Da 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 da. But the guy has been on, he's on TV consistently. He has a championship or fighting for a championship consistently. So I think the complaint that Cesaro hasn't gotten his shot is a little weird because he's been on TV just as much as anybody. Um, I just don't think, frankly, I don't think the quote WWE universe loves him. He's the, he's the guy that, that all those really smart fans like apparently. He's the guy that all the smarts love. But at the end of the day, yeah. has he put put has has he been given the chance to either to be the guy? And maybe, like you said, maybe they are building to Cesaro at SummerSlam. Maybe they want him to go over at Seth Rollins, and then he will be the guy to kind of challenge. But it'd be great. I still don't think he should be the guy that beats Roman. I don't know who beats Roman. I really yeah. don't. I, I give me somebody who should beat Roman. I don't have a person. Unless you're just going to give it to the person for a transition situation where you want to give it to a baby face or Roman. I don't know. But right now, there's no reason for anybody to have that title but Roman Reigns. And I don't see it anywhere in the near future when anybody needs to have a title but Roman Reigns. I'd agree with that. Nobody comes to mind unless you're telling me that Brock Lesnar's coming back as a baby face and is looking to do that feud where we've sort of kicked that around ourselves a little bit. But uh, besides him, I don't see it. Um, and then beyond, um, beyond that, now you got Daniel Bryan at fast lane against Roman. Um, that'll be interesting. I mean, I wonder how far, I mean, you have the similarities that they're building up, but I'm wondering if Roman snaps and, and sort of uses Daniel Bryan almost like an example as to what he might be able to do to edge and, you know, maybe he looks to injure him. I don't know. I think he's going to be ruthless, and I think he, I mean he just beat the shit out of him this past weekend. Yeah, this past weekend too. So I think it's going to be a situation where it's going to be a great match. Daniel Bryan's going to look like he can get over, and you're going to actually, and they're going to be good enough where it, you are going to think Bryan has a chance, and they're pulling you in. And at the end of the day, Roman's going to go over. Yep. Now. Do you put Daniel Bryan in a triple threat with them three like you were? Yeah, that would be uh, an intriguing match. I, I think it would sort of split the heart of the uh, face fans there. I mean, like, let's be honest. If uh, um, if those three are wrestling, I'm still rooting for Roman. Uh, but I think those that are like the uh, lovers of uh, face-type wrestlers, you're going to split the difference between Daniel Bryan and Edge, and I think that might steal some of Edge's thunder. I, I think you're going to really going to go. Th- they're going to definitely go Edge versus Roman. Um, 
and just lay it on the line. That's there. a fantastic point. That is a really fantastic point because I hate and and they do that often. They put the three the triple threat to put three big names in there, but it's yep. so hard to have a great angle with three different sides. Yeah, because you got to pick which one you're really pulling for, and it's kind of yeah. They have a tough enough time just getting two over, let alone a third. There's again, so. they're still looking for Cena's replacement. They're still oh, yeah, yeah. looking Definitely. for him. Definitely. Um, it's very true. They haven't um, been this long without a face in a very long time. Yep. Yeah, and and, and I think they're going to try to do this a little bit with Edge, and we'll see how it goes. But I, I would be shocked, shocked, Dan, if he uh, if if he wins a Mania. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we should probably go back and consider what, what also happened on the raw side of things in terms of the Miz. That was a huge thing with him cashing in at the end of the elimination chamber with the help of Bobby Lashley. Um, you know, sort of a surprise. You and I definitely didn't see it happening that night, um, especially with the help of Lashley. And if I could say one thing about Lashley and his involvement uh, with the Miz here uh, winning. I, I've never been a Bobby Lashley fan um, as long as I've known of him. However, I'll say this about a year ago, year and a half ago, he was in a, um, what was that? An ODQ or falls count every anywhere match with Braun Strowman. Roman, and yeah. I thought he really dug down deep in that match, had a hell of a match. And I think he got injured quickly thereafter. And I think he basically they sold off an injury for him. Uh, all through that match, I think he did the job in that one in particular. However, what he's doing and the way that they're using him with the hurt business, I am so hoping that he beats the Miz. I, the way they're utilizing him has been great, and I'm a fan of it. I, I don't think he's ever been better. And now it's the time. Okay, let's let's put it on him. Like I mean, look at him. He's a, he's like an Adonis the way he's built and it's like like you know what you put him against drew mcintyre that that's going to grab people's attention there you know especially for wrestlemania these two guys so uh i'd love to see it uh, i mean I, i'm i'm assuming that drew probably wins it back at wrestlemania if we, you know we're just talking at this point we're not even seeing any build up the storyline we're talking two months away from it right now but uh, i really hope lashley wins at raw tomorrow Yes, and I think he will. I don't. I don't know no. if they think Miz at this point in time is a guy that has, that is one of the headlining matches at WrestleMania. I just don't think he. No. Will. I mean, and I, then you know, like we said, that we was have, his first victory. That was his first victory in twenty twenty one. Right, and, and you have the whole Bad Bunny feud in the background. Which will and be you know the what? WrestleMania match. That's going to be the WrestleMania yeah, exactly. match the Miz. So. Yeah, well, it's going to be uh, – it'll be Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and Morrison. And watch, Damian Priest and, and Bad Bunny will cost The Miz the title to go and create that heat for that tag team match that nobody's going to care about. I shouldn't say nobody. I mean, oh. I, evidently, this Bad Bunny guy, I actually checked in on SNL when he was the, the musical guest. The crowd was going crazy for him. He's one of the biggest selling artists right now. I guess. I mean, I'm I'm that out of touch, but he's a big deal, evidently. I wonder. That's what my father was saying when I was blasting Ice Ice Baby. I would like to touch on something you said a little bit before, though. Sure. You said that we didn't pick Miz to cash in that night. 
Now, the reason we didn't pick Miz to cash in that night is because he was in the fucking match. Right, right. That's true. And when he was pulled, I was like, well, he's going to cash in tonight. And I did tweet that. Oh, he tweeted it. Okay. Yeah, if that doesn't count, I'm not going to say it counts. I'm not. That was not part of our arrangement, so I haven't tweeted it. But mm-hmm. the reality okay. is, is that as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, well, no shit. And then he did cash it in, obviously. And you had texted me something about Bobby Lashley, and I'm like, nope. Bobby Lashley? And there was, and I remember what they said. Basically, there was a foreshadowing with the Miz talking to Bobby Lashley, but you were suggesting that somehow Bobby Lashley was going to win the U.S. championship. And I was think, still thinking the Miz was in the in the match until I realized he wasn't in the match, and then I tweeted it. And yeah. I was like, well, obviously, the Miz, something's going to happen with the Miz tonight. And yep. sure enough. So, again, we talked about it last week. Why would you have him in that match if you were going to do this the whole time? There was no yeah. forewarning for that. You couldn't have kept a guy who won one goddamn match in months. You couldn't have yep. kept him out of that match storyline-wise and keep him on the back burner. Now, maybe yep. it is, because now everyone said, oh, it's surprised Miz did that. It was only surprised because he was in the match. No one thought of it. But if you didn't know the Miz, something was going to go on with the Miz because he was no longer in that match, then you're not paying attention to how this company is booked for 40 or 50 years. The problem is yep. they never, they never, had, Miz would never have been booked to be in this match to begin with, even five years ago, I think. Yep. So the, the, the foreplanning of having the Miz in this match at all was beyond absurd. Made no yeah. sense. We said it from Jump Street. Why is Miz in this match? Why did they get Miz in this match? It made no goddamn sense because he has that money in the money in the bank. Also, the guy doesn't win. He's not over as a guy that. Oh my God, Miz is there. Oh, so. At the end of the day, I thought it was ridiculous. And, uh, you know, so once the Miz, once I knew that was happening, it was a little bit stale for me, whatever. And, but I, so I'm with you 100%. I don't want the Miz as the champion. He's not somebody, I mean, honestly, look at the, look at the Miz. And then you look at Roman uh-huh. Reigns, you look at Finn Balor, even, and you look at Kenny Omega. Yep. Look at Walter if you want to bring Walter in. And then you got the fucking Miz. No offense. And, I'm not, and I like the Miz. This isn't this is just the way that he's been booked the last two years since he turned heel again after the Fiend beat him up. Yep. He's just not somebody yep. that I believe should be is, 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 is good enough. Five, three, four, five, six years ago when he was doing great things, the best things that's happened with the Intercontinental Championship for the most part the last 10 years, yeah, maybe five years, and he was cutting promos on Daniel Bryan. Miz was great, and I thought it was a real missed opportunity that when Daniel Bryan turned heel and you had the Miz kind of teetering on being a babyface, you could really turn Miz Daniel Bryan into a major, major storyline. Yeah, as Miz is the babyface, and then maybe he could fight for the for the world championship, but they screwed that up too. Yeah, it's true. So, you know, so the Miz for me, ever since then, at that moment, I have he has his character has not been someone who I he makes me laugh. I mean, he's really he's honestly Raw's version of the Dark Order. He's out there for a laugh. Him and Marsh are out there for a laugh. 
And they're good at it. And they're good at it. And I love both of them. But don't, yeah. but I, I'm sorry. I don't want John Silver going over as the AEW world champion. Yep. Yeah. John Silver makes me laugh yeah. every time he's on screen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'd agree there, too. It's like with Miz, Morrison, I'm okay with those guys being the tag champions, the IC champions, the U.S. champs, whatever, and really push and carry the mid card for sure. 100%. And and really, I say that as a compliment because personality-wise, on the mid card level, there's nobody that's close, really. And, and they can and they can help make stars of other mid carters and help propel them. So it's not a negative by any means. But yeah, having him when you mention his name with those other champs now. I mean, even though he's he's one of the better speakers there for sure. Um, I just don't understand like the in ring thing. You know, what? and let me just say this: if we're gonna go and like sort of pick apart his game, it always sort of bothered me how they like aligned him with Ric Flair and he gets to use like the figure four on certain occasions and stuff. Like, why? That didn't really last, though. Yeah, you know, it's just like, it didn't breaks it up. Everyone thought the same exact way you did. It never got over. Yeah, they're like, why? Like, he's good. No, Ric Flair's not giving that motherfucker. And Ric Flair did, because Ric Flair will do anything for a dollar, as we've seen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Ric Flair will cut a five-minute promo for you for $750. Five minutes for seven fifty? I'm not paying seven fifty for Ric Flair. He's overrated. But Hart's well, overrated. But you know, is it because Bitcoin's down or no? Bitcoin is down. I know. So I bought, been, so I bought more. Um, no, it, it does go down. It does. Ha- that does happen, by the way. Just so you yeah, know. Yeah. But again, yeah, then, know. then it goes way back up. It's how it markets goes. fluctuate. Are you telling me that Silicon Valley? I didn't realize That's that. That's one of the ways, baby. But uh, wow. No, and by the way, I am not against the Miz being built up to be a type champion, be a pesky jerk off heel. I don't mind that, but yes. get him to that level. Don't don't get in a situation where okay, let's give it to this guy who's over because he's funny and he's fat and he does a worm and he's into this really hot blonde chick. Okay, he's really over. Let's give it to him. Okay, he's not over anymore. Okay, we got to get it off him and give it to this other guy because at yeah. least he knows, he'll know what to do with it. Right. They give it to a guy who they treated like a piece of shit mid-carter for two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not believing it. You couldn't have given it to anybody else but the Miz. And then right. if you give him the, the you give him that bag, you give him the briefcase, let it make me believe he's good enough to be the champion in that time. And they failed at that too. They failed. Mm. Woo! Yeah, that's true. Get back home. Um <laughs> So anyway, nothing else from Raw really that I would like to get into too much. Um, yeah, this past week, if I'm the member, nothing really. Um, uh, Rick, the Ric Flair angle that seems to be dead. Now they're going Oscar Charlotte, which is obvious. Uh, they're starting to break up and have their feud, which you know is an obvious situation now that we're going to see here at WrestleMania. Um, what else? Nothing else really major, right? They can be babyface, babyface again. Because isn't Charlotte a babyface again, or did she turn heel again? I think Charlotte's turning heel. From what I I'm saw. sure she as will. A fact, but as, she... fact, as we're talking right now, I have uh, Ron in the background, and I got to say, Bobby Lashley looks great in a cream-colored suit. Ass is really nice. I didn't see it. I'm not checking it out. Remember when 
Leo Rush would have to tell everyone to look at his ass. He's like, look, look at Bobby Lash's ass. He's got a big, beautiful black ass. I love him. I love Bobby Lash's ass. The almighty. The almighty ass. <laughs> yeah, he was better than Alana. <laughs> right now, he's he's looking better than all of them. Miro's. Yeah. I don't, you know, we'll get into that later. Um, so yeah, the, the flare thing happened where, and so she actually is in fact pregnant. Uh, she's a shoot. She is shoot pregnant. Uh, Lashley finished up raw by really laying waste to everybody toward the end of the night, including the Miz. And it really looks like the, it really looks like Bobby Lashley is primed to win that. And that is a big time heavyweight match between, Drew and Bobby Lashley. And you're exactly right. This is the best Bobby version of Bobby Lashley I've ever seen. And I think it's partly because he was able to cut his teeth a little bit on the Indies and TNA. And he was able to learn different tricks of the trade. He, he seems a lot better to me now than he did 10 years ago. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, There's a little bit of a rough side to him. And, and honestly, uh, because I'm, have uh, raw in the background just as a reference got to give a lot of credit to mvp on the mic man he's selling it and uh i'm buying it yeah and i really do and i do dig on that vibe that you know mm-hmm. um, the real positive business like black company you know you yeah. know what i mean it's very cool to see because the last time they did something like this we remember it was obviously it was the nation of domination which was a takeoff of Black Panthers, Nation of Islam, things of that nature. This one is just like, you know, it's not really about race too much, except that they're really proud black men. And it's really cool to kind of see that. It's kind of like Uh the four horsemen, the black four horsemen. It really is. And they all, and the funny thing is that they can all go. They're all great in the ring. Every, all four. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%, I agree. That faction is something that, that really, if, WWE does it right. That faction is something that can be around for a long time and dominate and actually have Bobby Lashley obviously be the centerpiece, which is what they're doing. So, um, yeah, they're definitely building them up right now, man. So we got that. So then we had SmackDown and SmackDown wound up having what we both picked as well. Bianca, the beautiful and talented Bianca Belair did pick Sasha Banks. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, that's what we both thought was going to happen. <sighs> we, I mean, didn't we both pick Sasha Banks or uh, Bianca Belair? I wanted to pick Bianca Belair. I wound up going with Alexa Bliss, but we both picked. But I, we both thought Bianca Belair would be great and face Sasha, and it's like, all right, there it is. What's funny is like this is the way you're talking now, but it's like I remember Bailey's name being mentioned, Alexa Bliss's. I'm the only one that was on the Bianca Belair train. Let's be honest. You were, you were. Well, you're the only one to pick Bianca. That was how yeah. we tied. If it wasn't for yes. that, because my night started out great. I forget who what the match was. I think I picked McIntyre again, and you picked Goldberg. <sighs> No, yeah, that's what it was. In fact, you picked you picked against McIntyre two pay per views in a row, and that's how I've gotten my two games on you. <laughs> because I'm like I'm like uh, I felt Vince wanted his sword back. You know, uh, I'm gonna probably need my sword back right now because I don't know. I gotta work on my Vince. I really sounded like Nixon last week. 
if, if you check out last week's shows, three episodes we we threw up there last week. So that was good. We'll probably get a few up there this week as well. Yeah. Um, we we go into SmackDown, and the big thing there, obviously, we just already talked about it. Edge is going to be facing Roman Reigns as well. That was confirmed. And I am really looking forward to seeing that. The Elimination Chamber, great match. However, predictable ending with Mr. Reigns coming down and beating the shit out of whoever it was and win fairly easily, almost like he has the money in the bank. Uh, SmackDown, we obviously saw Cesaro and Seth Rollins. We talked about that building. Uh, Apollo Crews is absolutely dominant over Shinsuke Nakamura, so he's getting the big push right now, which he deserves. Did, but, you you know, every... did you see the character change that they did? He's a leprechaun now. He's a black leprechaun? Oh, see, you know, you give all the, the sort of uh, good graces to the Herp business, but then you have a Nigerian prince with coming to America too, ironically coming out within the next couple of weeks. Wait, wait, he, and wait then they go, a Nigerian prince? Yes. What? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He talks about his vast wealth and how he has five wives. <laughs> that fucking dork. The dorky Jack Black dude. Five wives. And yeah, he and he basically I, I guess he was like, you know, sort of what I think they're building up for here is like I think he alludes to how like, you know, sort of known that Africans from Africa don't necessarily get along always with African-Americans. There's a little bit of a riff. And, you know, to me, it's obvious they're building up Apollo, Apollo Cruz, but I think they're going to start using his real name. Um, and they're, I think they're going to go and feud him with Big E. That would be a great, I mean, they both put on a great show and Apollo, good for Apollo Cruz. That might be his voice. Yeah, yeah. Is there any yeah, truth not, to anything that is even from Nigeria originally? Like yes, what's his deal? Yeah, that's true. Okay. All right. So is he up? He's not, does he have any kind of royalty in, in his life at all? Or just, uh, I'm not sure about all that. I've yet to go and research any of that, but, uh, I do know that, uh, this is, uh, part of the reason that they go on this route is to go and give him some depth and levels versus just some dude that has good athletic ability. Great athletic and, ability. Come yeah, on. He is, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's strong as a powerhouse as he can be. And then he's very, you know, he's a high flyer in some ways, too. I mean, so, um, you know, they're, they're trying to make a go of this. And it's I give him credit. So we'll see. But it's just a very amazing to me how Vince works. He's like, oh, the Sandy Murphy movie. I love that. I'm coming to America. Oh, wait a second. Hey, Apollo, you're from Nigeria. Where was Eddie Murphy's character from? Oh, um, oh, this is a good question. Prince of Zamunda. Yeah, Zamunda. Hey, Zamunda, uh, Nigeria. Same difference, right? Good shit. <laughs> Isn't Zamunda right underneath Nigeria? Right. I was terrible at geography. I'm sorry, Apollo. You know what? You want to go out there? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to get deplatformed. I'm just gonna, I was just going to make a joke about racist McMahon saying the N-word to John Cena a couple of years back. I don't Do you remember that? Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I heard about I saw that. I did see that. And it's like, uh, where are we going with this? He goes to and he, the funny thing is, I did he say it to Cena or did he say it to 
Booker T. Booker T had the punchline at the end. Tell me he didn't. That's hilarious. That's really funny. They yeah. can, You can't do that now. No, no, no. No. No, no, that, that that would be frowned upon in the current state of this this country, at least. What was more offensive, McMahon saying that to John Cena or Booker T, or Booker T saying it to Hogan? Well, I would say McMahon. You know, with, with when you watch the video, Booker T saying it to Hogan, it's just like it's shocking, and then to me, it just set in, and I just start laughing. It's it's ridiculous. It's and truth be told, considering we kind of know of Hulk Hogan's uh, inner thoughts on that level, you know, it was sort of um, oh. ironic and and poetic justice, if you ask me. Did you hear Hulk Hogan's? Did you hear Hulk Hogan's complaint when he was at the Legends Night a couple of weeks back? Uh, what was it? No, I'm sorry, man. Oh, so Hogan goes out and he either tweeted or he said something where it got out in an interview and he said, I don't know, man. I feel like all the young talent, they don't like me. They think I'm trying to take their spot. And then <laughs> and Big Soul, God bless her heart, she retweeted it. And she's like, I don't think that's it, Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he might have to go talk to Big E and New Day once again and let them set him straight. <laughs> it's going to be just like when Randy Marsh had to go apologize to Jesse Jackson on South Park. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, apologize. I... <laughs> oh, Kogan, don't you dare be sour and feel the power of kissing my black ass. <laughs> That yeah, would man. Be great. I, Hulk Hogan, fucking a man. McMahon should have Hulk Hogan out and have him do a kiss my ass bit with the New Day. They should have New Day being big and goofy and all like making fun of them. And I, I can see the New Day just be just making fun of how racist he is and just yeah. making Hogan kiss their ass. I want that now, Vince McMahon. Book it now. Make it a WrestleMania <laughs> moment. I want my WrestleMania moment. A kiss my ass match of say hurt business. I got it. I'm booking it right now. The hurt business. Now we will we'll get a we get a white tag team. I don't know if the hurt business would work. Like why would they why would they wrestle for Hulk Hogan? No, no, but it's you'd the have, wrong people. But you would have it. Okay, you'd have Biggie do his right. own thing. Let's, let's seriously book this. Let's do this. Biggie is not going to be part of it because Biggie mm -hmm. is going to be in a, in, a, in a serious angle. But you have Hogan come in, and he starts cutting promos, not and borderline, not really offensive, but just quoting Donald Trump, right? Just, just the things that Donald Trump would say, right? And yep. you have him do that, and even though half the fucking most of the crowd would probably pop for it. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> it is wrestling. I, I, I have the I have the perfect tag team for you. What's up? I have the perfect tag team for you. El Elias and his bodyguard <laughs> versus the New Day. We just booked the best WrestleMania moment ever in a kiss my ass match. And who is the New Day going to be fighting with? 
Like, you got to bring back Kamala. Let's bring oh, back I, real. Oh. Let's bring back Kamala Harris. And I'm not talking about our vice president. Bring back the. Oh no, he just died too. Fuck. You know what, man? You are off. <laughs> who do you bring in? Who 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 do you bring in to fuck with Hogan in this in this battle? It's gonna be um, kind of like it's gonna kind of be like Trump versus McMahon. They'll have the bat the battle, and the loser loses their hair. This time it'll be a kiss my ass match. Yeah, yeah. Hogan um, has to kiss their ass at the end of the night. Come on, book that. You know what he, oh, I I got the one. I, you know who you can bring in? Ron Simmons, the first black champion. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. Okay, so WWE, Vince McMahon, we just booked you. We just booked you something that is going to get you over. Hulk Hogan's going to draw like he hasn't drawn in years. Get it right now. We The, the Impaler and Silicon Steve Alley just booked this for you. We're not that popular yet, so please steal it. Yeah. Kiss my ass match. Elias... And his buddy who had the ra- the pro-Trump tweets, almost a racist, Elias, and what's his name? Do you know his name? Uh, Jason, uh, what the hell is it? Knox? No, no, it's not Knox. It's um, Nia Jax. You know, he, his, his, <laughs> his name was Gunner when he was in Impact and TNA because he was in the actual Marines. Um, man, and he was part of the uh, Forgotten Sons. He was part of the Forgotten Sons. I, I don't mean, remember he, him. I don't. I wasn't watching WWE then. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the reason they broke him up. They actually brought him up from NXT, and then all of a sudden, this guy started spouting stuff after George Floyd was killed, and um, and then all of a sudden, they were like, "Ah, wait, uh, we we need to pull these guys out of the locker room for a little bit and cool this down." Dude, that is the perfect. You are so smart because then you get Elias involved in the, in WrestleMania. Yeah. All right, so here's here it is officially, and this is how you started out. You have Hulk Hogan come out and come out, and then he does his spiel. It's like, let me tell you something, brother. But I'm in the back, brother, and I gotta tell you, this generation, and he just starts going off on this generation, just like. The Undertaker did. You kind of saying things yeah. like The Undertaker did that they yeah. took a lot yeah. of offense to, right? Yeah. Then New Day comes, and then actually, then you have Ron Simmons come out. Maybe they have a new Legends Night, another yeah. another Legends Night, or another whatever. I think Hogan's going to be around in, the, in next week or something. Aren't they bringing him back anyway? Let's stand point. <laughs> so you then you have Ron Simmons come out. No, damn Hulk, damn. <laughs> that's all he says. And then, much. and then Elias and his buddy come out and they say, Hey, you can't talk to, you can't curse in front of a, a legend like Hulk Hogan. That's not what you do. He's almost as legendary as Elias. Bang, right there. And then, then it's a new day. Yes, it is. New day yeah. comes down. And then they can basically come out and they say, you know what, Hulk, you can kiss our ass or, or, yeah. you know, or you can kiss my, they basically say that. And then Ron Simmons has the great idea. Hey, wait a minute. I remember that. The kiss my ass club. Yeah, I remember that. And then you hear the pop happen and everyone's like, wait, what's that? What's going on? And then Ron Simmons proposes the match new day versus those two jabronis. And the, and if and obviously if New Day wins, Hulk Hogan has to kiss Ron Simmons's ass or the New Day's ass either way or all three of them, 
And All three. if it's the other way around, then Hulk Hogan gets to be instead of having the captain Bronson's having to kiss his ass. Uh, it'll have to, it'll be funny. They'll make fun. We'll, we'll keep it like that. I was thinking maybe Hulk Hogan gets to work the main event in Raw every single week for a month. I mean, that would be great. Just to hold people down. You know yeah. what, brother? They're lucky I didn't come back in the in the business, brother. If I wanted to come back today, they'd all be back on 205 Live where they belong, brother. I can hear that right now. Exactly. Like he could totally cut a, a a fucking heel promo. That's what Hogan does. Make this yeah, heat yeah, exactly. work. Make this heat work, and Hogan will do it for the dime. Hogan will totally kiss Yo. a black man's ass for some money, and it'd be relevant. In the absolutely. Wait, brother. No, no, brother. No, brother. Uh, so we just basically booked a monster matchup for raw for WrestleMania, what you can do with four talents and two legends. And it will definitely draw because we'd love to see Hulk Hogan have to kiss a black man's ass at WrestleMania. That would be top. Uh, definitely. Definitely. Book it. Come on, Hogan. <laughs> Come on, Vince. And you know what? We'll, we'll be fresh about it and we'll change it up a little bit. We'll call it kiss my damn ass match. Because Ron Simmons is involved. That's what you could say. Damn. Yeah. What'd you say, brother? Well, what I meant damn. to say is, you can kiss my damn ass, Hulk. Whoa! They, they, oh, pile, wow. they pile in all the, they pile in the pop for in, in the Thunder Dome. I could see it. I Bruce Pritchard, you lucky son of a bitch. I just did your job for you. The, the <laughs> Impaler just did your job for you. You guys are lucky. Just still, you know what? Triple H stole my Brian, Daniel Bryan idea many, many years ago. It's on record on YouTube. Everyone knows it. Sure. And now I just gave him, and now you and I just gave them the gift of a WrestleMania moment, handpicked and just plucked and just handed to them. Congratulations, yeah. guys. You're lucky you have fans like us. And you know what would be great and during that match? I tell you, especially with Hogan being involved, it's like, uh, you know, there's going to be some sort of shenanigans of the ref. Then all of a sudden, the referee gets knocked down. And who comes out from the back? Is that Bubba the Love Sponge wearing the referee stripes? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. I don't I don't ever remember that. Did it happen? What are you talking about? Well, Bubba the Love Sponge is the guy who's the DJ, of course, from Tampa. That was uh, Hogan's buddy that taped him saying all the racist things. Yes. I do know that. Yes. I didn't know so that he was the, the guy. I didn't. Oh, okay. I'm not as current on, on Hulk Hogan's racism as you are, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what happened uh, with Hogan? I, I think I told you the story. I, I, I was going down to Tampa, Florida, the Southwest Florida, which is one of my favorite places to go. And, of course, that's Hogan country. So previous to going, I ordered a Hogan shirt. So it's like a mortal Hogan and, uh, you know, the red and, uh, the red and yellow course. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be in the Tampa area. And I'm going to be like living it up. And literally as I'm getting on the plane, the story breaks out about how racist Hogan is. So while I arrive in Tampa, I go and call WWE.com. Basically I get, I get like a customer service number and I'm like, Hey, 
not really sure how comfortable I feel like about wearing this shirt right now. And they said, they were like all like really understanding. I got to say customer service wise, they were top notch. They're like, yeah, yes, sir. We kind of understand what you're dealing with right now. Is that, uh, would it be possible if we could uh, send you another shirt? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'll take the uh, Seth Rollins. Um, what the hell was it? It was like one of the, like when he first became the architect and just won the title, like the uh, something about the, him being the future of some sort. And um, so I got a, a free Seth Rollins shirt. And I remember asking them, hey, do you want me to send back the Hogan shirt? They're like, no, no, you can do whatever you want with it. <laughs> They're like, just basically throw it out. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah, no, they don't want it back. I mean, they, were, yeah, no, no. they, they blackballed him, but then they brought him back, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. And that's what was so funny about Big Swole. I don't think that's it, Hulk. No, she was totally on point with that. And and that's the thing. He's a, he's a bit tone deaf. And again, you know, this is a generational thing. Um, I mean, I cannot like even defend where Hulk went with this. And, and truth be told, man, like I know he had to go into the locker room and sort of apologize. I think he was one of the guys that sort of like, like wanted that to happen and evidently i guess when hogan arrived the first time it was sort of like going through the motions and then i believe Big E had a conversation with him sort of like put it out there saying hey you're gonna be more sincere about this and this is why yeah and he's a leader yeah. of that locker room too he's been there for- oh yeah biggie's a, a good guy man like i and you know what i i'm looking forward to seeing this documentary that they have on the network about him uh, i didn't get a chance to see it just yet but he's a he's a guy that i'm um I'm I'm definitely a fan of. Yeah, Hogan was, and I always and I underrated how good it. I I knew when he was with Dolph Ziggler and they were doing interviews, you know, just WWE exclusive interviews, WWE.com exclusive. The guy was hilarious even back then, and just would see what he's done, and, and he's a great wrestler too, on top of everything. Yes. Um, 100%. So, anyways, all right. So, that's what we got for WWE coming up. We have Miz facing Bobby Lashley tomorrow night. They'll probably start progressing Randy Orton and the Fiend again. And that's kind of where we're at with that. And we'll, so, we'll take a little bit of a break right now. And actually, let me do it again. So, that's what we got for WWE this week. We want to thank you guys for joining in. We got, what did, you got anything else? I'm fucking up today. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's, that's about it as far as WWE's, uh, as far as Raw and SmackDown. And then, uh, actually, then on, um, yeah, as far as Raw and SmackDown, that's it. I mean, I still um, am loving Cameron Grimes on NXT, but that's something we could discuss in a, in a future time. But, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Lashley win and uh, loving to see where they're going to go with his edge in uh, Roman Reigns' deal. Oh, well, we can't say – I will say this. Uh, the, NXT, to, be, to update everybody, Adam Cole kicked Roddy, Roderick Strong in the, this week. He beat him up. So the Undisputed Era is 100% finished, complete, no matter which way you look at it. And it's uh, – so, yeah, Adam Cole, I think, is finishing up his career in NXT. Oh, so you think he's going to – he's going to stay at – Wait, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that, man? You're saying Adam Cole's pre-signed? Oh, no. I'm saying he's going to get promoted to one of the – he's probably done with NXT or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that I would agree with. Yeah, since they broke it up, basically. Um, yeah, since he low-blowed him. 
Yeah, and he so all right, so that was that's interesting, and we'll see where that goes. That was very powerful moment, though. I have to give Roderick Strong and Adam Cole a lot of credit, a lot of emotion in that. I don't know if you saw that spot, but a lot of emotion in it for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, what do you think you're gonna do there? Like, if you had a guess, like, I mean, Strong's gonna stay there in NXT, I'd imagine, as would Kyle O'Reilly and probably Bobby Fish. Do you think they'd join them with or align them with uh, Balor at this point or no? No. Okay. I think they look looking at them as all like single stars now. So I got you. Okay. I mean, maybe O'Reilly and Strong get back together. I don't, I don't know what they have planned, but I think they all have some singles runs in them, is what I'm saying. Gotcha. So, so that will do it for High Spots and Sheep Pops this episode. Check us out. We're also going to be doing an AEW review. So check that out. So for Vladdy and Paler. This is Silicon Steve Val. You have been listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon.